Is it conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact if it's actually true? Today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier of freedom. It's our platform where we talk about faith, politics, and commerce, where we analyze current events from biblical and common sense perspectives. I'm so glad you knocked. The door is open and we have answered. Come on in and welcome to The Grid. Welcome, believers, family, neighbors, patriots alike. Welcome to The Grid, the flagship podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. I'm your host, Chris Kuhlman, the founder and CEO. Welcome to this edition of The Grid. We thank you for joining us today. But before we dive into our subject, first, let's do our news and review. All right, a quick scan of the newswire, and we find a couple of interesting stories as I'm looking at these here. The first, let's start with a, ugh, it kind of makes you cringe, Representative Pramila Jayapal. I'm not sure if I pronounced her first name correct. She's the Democrat terrorist center from Washington. She's also a well-known squad member. She said that any condemnation and criticism of Hamas should be balanced with equal criticism of Israel. Well, I guess when you support terrorism, you try to normalize that and make the same issue as defending your country versus beheading, torturing, and killing men, women, and children, pretty much all civilians. Washington, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Of course, if you know anything about Washington State, there's very little anymore that would actually bring you to shame. Also saw Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, got into a debate with California Governor Gavin Newsom. It was heated. They traded barbs about policy and who had the better COVID policy, which I don't know is really up for debate, but they debated anyway. But you know what? We can argue um, failed policies of the left all day long. But there's one part of this debate, and I, and I didn't see it. I, I read, I was reading the transcript that really made me chuckle. And it was really this. When Gavin Newsom got angry and he rebuked Ron DeSantis for mispronouncing the vice president Harris's name. Now, I'm guessing because Ron probably said Kamala Harris versus Kamala, which I get that confused all the time. Frankly, I don't really care. But isn't that so true about the left? They are willing to fight and to go to war over words. Apparently, unlike sticks and stones, words really do hurt you. This week, Republican Congressman George Santos was actually expelled from the House of Representatives by a nonpartisan vote. It was over 300 votes to 100 and something. However, what was really interesting is stroke victim Senator John Fetterman, Democratic Senator from Pennsylvania, said that they need to do the same thing for Bob Menendez, the Democratic Senator from New Jersey. Now, both Santos and Menendez have multiple indictments. It's hard to see these two not going to jail for completely different reasons, but still, uh, Santos misused campaign funds to live a life of luxury. Menendez just accepted bribes in order to try to, to curb and change and impact law enforcement on some of his friends, both horribly corrupt. Neither one deserves to be in a position to govern this country. But And for the first time, likely the last time, I actually agree with John Fetterman. Also, this was an interesting uh, story. Former Gambino underboss Salvatore, known as Sammy the Bull, Salvatore Gravano, spoke out with Fox News, Fox News following, following this latest bombshell report about the Bidens. And he basically said, you know what the difference is between the mob and the government, particularly the Bidens? 
he said the mob actually cares about the people in their community. And it was an unwritten rule that they would, they were supposed to take care of and, and at all costs, the people in the community that they protected. He went on to say that if the people in the mob had done the things that the Bidens had done, they would be, they would be serving multiple consecutive life sentences. Wow. That's just wow. And lastly, I want to leave you with a quote of the day, and it comes from Ron DeSantis as he was doing an interview. And I'll just read this. He says, if you look at what California does, they are the Petri dish of American leftism. That is so true, but that's actually not the quote I'm talking about. So he says this, he goes on to say, and so that means accelerating this country's decline. It means kneecapping our energy production. It means higher prices for everyone. It means an open border. It means higher crime. It will destroy this country if we allow the Californication of America. Californication. That's excellent. Well said, Ron. Well said indeed. Folks, for this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. All right, we're almost there with our subject, but hang on, hang on. Just a quick word from our sponsor. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company, like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, Long time no see. No can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. All right. If I'm sharing the why from this podcast, like a lot of times you you may wonder how I come up with the subjects or the topics. A lot of times it's current events or the news. And this really is no different, but the line of thought that it really, or the path I would say that it, it put me, it pushed me down that I started on from the story was, was just quite unique. Something the Lord really laid on my heart. And it really started with reading um, in the latter part of November about the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination in Dallas, of course, by the infamous gunman, uh, lone gunman, if you will, Lee Harvey Oswald. And, you know, as I was reading the report, there was just conversations about the inconsistency at best, the maybe lies at worst about the Warren Commission report. There's a ton of them from the magic bullet theory about how the if, if you've ever seen the movie by Oliver Stone, that in itself is almost a conspiracy theory of the movie, but how the bullet came in at a certain angle and based on the ballistics had to take right turns to go down then to the left and back up and through in order to do all of these things and create the damage that supposedly it had. So there was that. There were all kinds of theories that the Russian mafia was involved, that there were hitmen, assassination, Cuba, CIA or the CIA and other government agencies actually assassinated Kennedy because of his foreign policy and his stance maybe on Cuba and Russia. Um, the, the, the number of people that are blamed for this are pretty much never ending. The conspiracy theories abound. And, you know, there's no doubt that the inaccuracy, the challenges with the Warren Commission report really invited this. I mean, 
it all there's already a simmering distrust for our government but when then you produce a report that is really short on facts and long on theories itself then that really opens up to the public to kind of come to their own conclusion and boy does the public do that um and again because of the government there's general just just i would say general mistrust of the government um i can see how that certainly has happened so I, you know, I didn't just read one story. I read a second story, a third story. And I would have to tell you that even myself, I'm on the fence with some of these theories. I mean, are they just wild guesses or there's really something more to the JFK assassination? Something that either we missed or that was intentionally hidden. You hear about the Grassy Knoll. Uh, the Warren Commission report says lone gunman and the people, the Grassy Knoll, that it was just the, it was just the acoustics of how the the, the gun or the the fire, the, I should say the shot when fired, echoed off of that. Other people said, no, I actually heard three shots come from there or more. And so, again, some of that eyewitness testimony was completely discounted. Um, I don't know. Is there something deeper here? Was it sinister? I, I really don't know. I think this side of heaven, we're likely to never know. And part of this is because some of this stuff has become declassified over the years. And every time something comes declassified, which is just fantastic with our federal government. Typically, there it, all it does is invite more questions. It doesn't really provide answers. So, Chris, I'm here at an undisclosed location to tell you about the history of the term conspiracy theory. Now, there's two, believe it or not, theories about this. The first one is pretty much debunked. The first one is that the CIA in 1967 coined the term conspiracy theory in order to discredit anybody who disagreed with the JFK assassination report that there was a lone gunman, Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay, so... The second theory is the more moderate one, and it's the one that's the most believed. And that is that the CIA simply used it in 1967 as a derogatory insult for those who dismissed the JFK assassination report. So the first one is pretty much debunked because there is evidence that the term conspiracy theory was used many times before 1967. So the second one, that they simply used an existing term as an insult for the first time, that seems to be the more plausible one, because since 1967, as you know, it has been a derogatory term. This is your co-host here. Sorry for my appearance. I've been tucked away for a while, you know. Um, where else do we see these blurred lines between crazy conspiracy theories and fact? So how about Area 51 in Roswell, New Mexico? Of course we have aliens in the basement, right? I mean, that that's what everybody, everybody thinks. Um, of course, scripture never talks about anything remotely as Martians and aliens, but for the better part of 80 years, this has been part of conspiracy government lore from movies like Independence Day, Men in Black, which, by the way, I, I do enjoy, or even satirical publications. Aliens are clearly among us. They're here to stay. They're studying us to one day completely annihilate us. 
I don't know, you decide theory or fact. But how about some conspiracy theories that are a little bit more recent? How about Trump and Russiagate? This is a conspiracy theory that materialized. And unlike most conspiracy theories, we already have the truth. The infamous Steele dossier paid by Hillary Clinton, responsible for launching years of government law enforcement investigation into Trump. Follow the trail, follow the money, follow the lies, and eventually, hopefully you get to the truth. But you decide, theory or fact. And when I started thinking about all the conspiracy theories out there, I mean, just in my lifetime, there's quite a few. Uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and their scandal with Whitewater, the mysterious death of Hillary Clinton's partner, law firm partner, Vince Foster, Zelensky and the corruption of the Ukrainian government, particularly the part that's supposedly more like a Nazi wing, uh, Biden and his connections to China, theory or fact, Trump and the 2020 election fraud, or certainly uh, what appears to be election fraud, the COVID-19 pandemic or shamdemic, you decide. January 6th, riots or insurrection. And if we've talked about a multiple podcasts, we have friends and neighbors who were boots on the ground there. And the story they tell is way different than the story the media tells. Which one's right? Conspiracy, theory, or fact? Deepwater Horizon and the oil spill. How about this one? This was many years ago, but the death of Princess Diana. There was a lot of swirl around that. O.J. Simpson, uh, other assassinations in our nation's history, like President Abraham Lincoln. COVID-19 vaccines, help or harm, truth or fiction. Anti-vaxxers, completely wrong on everything. Is that true? So sometimes the conspiracy theories aren't just from the conservative side. They, they really abound regardless. And of course, how about the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, an agency dedicated to the public good? Or is it a pawn of the political to be used at the whim of each and every administration? I could go on and on. Conspiracy theory or conspiracy fact? You're going to have to decide. However, here's the biggest conspiracy theory and the real message that I wanted to leave with you today. The one that the Lord laid upon my heart when I read about the JFK assassination was just thinking about this topic. And that's this. When you Google a list of conspiracy theories, at least when I did, the first one that popped up, of course, was, you guessed it, Wikipedia. And you know what was at the top of that list? Jesus. Which, as a side note, says a lot about that website and a lot about the input that goes into it. But that's what I want to talk to you about today on this episode of The Grid is primarily about the faith journey. The unbeliever the person who is absolutely opposed to faith would have you believe that the entire story of Jesus is a conspiracy theory. From beginning to end, it's nothing more than conspiracy. The end times with the rise of the Antichrist, conspiracy theory. But I go back to some of my original question, the question that we opened this episode with. If a conspiracy theory is true, is it a theory or is it fact? Some of you may know about Lee Strobel. Um, he wrote, he's written quite a few books. Uh, even a movie was made about him. But the, um, the probably the most famous book is The Case for Christ. And just to give you a little context, he was an atheist investigative reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And he once decided that he was going to set out and pretty much disprove the Bible, the gospel, everything. Primarily, really, the motivating factor primarily was the fact that his wife had become a Christian and he wanted to show her that she was just dead wrong. Well, in the process, he came to this conclusion. 
by applying all the legal rigor and the evidence that he would apply to any investigation, it took more faith to believe that Jesus did not exist and was not who he said he was than it does to actually place your faith in Christ. That is a powerful statement. For Lee Strobel, Jesus started out as a conspiracy theory, and it turned out to be fact. Folks, what if the story of Jesus is true? What if scripture is true? What if creation and the fall of man is true? What if that's true? What if we needed a savior? And that's true as well. What if Jesus died for our sins and became that savior, became the sacrificial lamb? What if Jesus is the true and only way to eternal life? As he told us in scripture, that no one comes to the father except through me. What if that's true? What if it's heaven is true? What if it's he- what if hell is true? Can you afford to believe that this is just a conspiracy theory? The consequences of being wrong are eternal. The consequences of being right are also eternal. However, not all eternity is created equal. One eternity is bliss, joy, peace, happiness, eternity, and rest. The other eternity is pain, suffering, never-ending torment, horrible. Can you afford to be wrong, believing that this is a conspiracy theory and that you have to walk away? Folks, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And this fact, fact, is the greatest conspiracy theory that has ever been shared. And because it is true, it is really, we're going to call it conspiracy fact. God is who he says he is. Jesus is who he says he is. And because of that, his words are true. They are powerful and they will not return to him void without accomplishing what he desires. So my message to you today is short, but it is clear. Stop chasing every conspiracy theory out there. We will never know the absolute truth about many of these stories, but you can know about the truth of Jesus. Because unlike most other conspiracy theories, the message is not marked top secret. It's not locked in some government vault, hidden away, waiting to be revealed a hundred years later, and only inviting more questions and few answers. And in fact, in this conspiracy theory, the message of Christ is unlocked. It is accessible to the world through his word, through scripture, through the Bible. It is totally accessible that you can read the truth for yourself. There is no other conspiracy that is more important in your life. There is no story more important that you need to decide if this is theory or is it fact. So embrace this word. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When something is a theory, a conspiracy theory, But the evidence is so overwhelming. Does it not then become truth and fact? Jesus is truth. He is no theory. It's time to make him Lord of your life today. I appreciate you letting me share a little bit of my heart on such an important topic. And really what the Lord had laid on me, that I felt like the Lord was asking me to be obedient to share that message today. That this conspiracy theory in many lives of the folks that are listening needs to become fact in your heart. As we wrap up today, just a special thanks again to our sponsor, Red Balloon. Andrew, we love what you're doing and we love your commercial. Absolutely hilarious. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Grid. Be sure to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. Also, make sure you tell your friends, your family and neighbors about this podcast, The Grid. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, whole host of other platforms, including iHeartRadio. Pretty much anywhere that you would normally listen to podcasts, you can find us. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us. That helps our algorithm. Make sure you share us as much as possible and follow us. And if you're only listening today, I remind you that we're actually on YouTube, that this podcast actually is primarily video, not audio. So go watch us there as well. Follow us, like us, subscribe, and give us a high rating. And please share your comments so others can see. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued and your voice is needed. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot.